Hi, folks. Welcome back to the BH Drum Pod presented by BH Drum Academy. This is the podcast for everything about learning drums. My name is Ben Hodges, and today we are talking about improving your timing. Timing is referring to really about the speed uh, that you're playing. Most people think of timing as uh, you're going too fast or too slow or a perfect time. Uh, Some people also think of it as what beats per minute or BPM are you supposed to be playing at? So really it's referring to the speed of the song, but it's actually also um, executing good counting without really that much help. Um, from around you like in a live setting most of the time people will be playing in a kind of some of the lower end gigs if if you don't have um, the right equipment most people are kind of using their timing in their own brain they don't have a metronome or a certain ticking or beats per minute that's always in their ears but i know that some bands and some people also have a click track that might be going into maybe their monitor or maybe perhaps into their headphones or their in-ear monitors so that they do have a um a certain speed to follow or like a metronome to follow along as they play live um i know that i get a lot of my students when i'm teaching uh, drums i get them always to work with a metronome but we also test the barriers by um, doing exercises that helps us improve our timing. So really why it's important to improve our timing and why it's important is because really you need to be able to have the skill. A good drummer needs to be able to have the skill to be solid. And I've talked about what it means to be a solid drummer many times. But uh, one of the key things is uh, being on time, not speeding up, not slowing down, uh, being consistent. And timing is a big part of that. So why is timing really important to get right? Well, bad timing can really change the feel of a song. Um, if you are, a f- I always like to think of it from a fan perspective. If you are out in the crowd and you're listening to one of your favorite live music acts, you can probably tell they can hear, meaning it's audible. They can probably hear if a song is speeding up, or slowing down. They might not be able to hear if it is a, uh, maybe like a couple beats per minute sped up. Like sometimes a song gets really exciting and then a live, live music, the song actually gets uh, sped up just a little bit, just because people are very, very excited to play it. Um, But if it's sped up super, super fast, um, then people will notice it. If you start a song too slow, and then everyone kind of looks at you while you're playing the drums. All your bandmates are turning around and look at you when they're giving you the head nod of a little faster, a little faster. It's too slow. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden you just randomly speed up to try and catch up. Well, that's going to be audible, too. I think people are going to notice that. So um, it, it really can change the feel of a song. If you start too slow, you go too fast, uh, people may notice. It also helps your bandmates also execute their good playing. Uh, you being a good timed drummer and being solid foundationally as a drummer is really going to help your bandmates. Uh, I, all the musicians that I've talked to and lots of musicians that um Uh, that I've interviewed about drums, about kind of what they look for for drummers. Uh, One thing I noticed was very consistent is that a lot of them love how um, they people kept it simple. Uh, Drummers should keep it simple. Um, And that means 
I can think of the context that they are referring to is that making sure that they're executing their playing. They're not doing anything too fancy that's going to uh, challenge their timing. Uh, if really they can kind of lock in a beat at a good, consistent timing, uh, that bandmates like guitar players and any other bass players will have a much easier time following you as a drummer and following following you to keep their timing too because really um the drums are a rhythm instrument and everybody around you will kind of follow the speed of the drummer uh for their playing as well so really if you think about it the drums are actually kind of like the metronome they they indicate the speed and the flow of the song so that's kind of important why to get timing right so something that really want to think about so today, what I want to do is not only talk about the importance of timing, but I want to give you some practical uh, ideas of how to improve your timing. And this is a quite a good common goal for many, many, many drummers. Sure, we can play many drum fills and we can play the best rudiments as fast as we can. And many people think speed is important, but probably what is most important is being consistent with your timing. So here are some activities that uh, and exercises that many people and many drummers uh, and ones I recommend as a drum teacher uh, to help drummers who are learning improve their timing. Um, one thing that I'm really big on in lots of my lessons is uh, rhythm, rhythmic activities. Uh, I do lots of clapping and counting activities um, of things like quarter notes, eighth notes, 16th notes. Um, I kind of collect a basic rhythm and I ask my students to try and count and clap along to these rhythms. In fact, one of my exercises that I do is I printed off a little, lots of pictures of uh, quarter notes and eighth notes and 16th notes and triplets and so on and rests. And I kind of just randomly put them in a random order. And we sit there and we try to figure out what is the rhythm. And we start to clap that rhythm or tap that rhythm on drumsticks or or even on our lap. We try to figure out what that rhythm is and we challenge it at different speeds. So, for example, um, a rhythm could be something like this. Okay, so that's an example of a rhythm that many people could do. We take lots of these rhythms and we try and change the speed a little bit. So we go faster or we go slower. So I faster is always like something that many people try and think of. Like, oh, just, just go faster and that means you're good. But it actually takes a lot more thinking sometimes to go even slower. So for example, if I take that same rhythm and I try to clap it slower at a slower speed, here's what it might sound like. Likewise, if I take it and I go faster, here's what it might sound like. Now, you can do that with any type of uh, any rhythmic activity. There's actually great apps out there. One of my favorites is called RhythmBot, and it's something you can find online. It's an online app 
um, like a web-based app. Um, and basically it's free. I should say it's free. <laughs> Some people think everything costs money nowadays, which is sometimes it does. Um, but it's a free one and it just randomly generates rhythms for you. And it's a great way to just pick your difficulty, pick your type of notes that you want to play and, and test your rhythm. So what I recommend is one of the first activities that you could do is, um, practice rhythms, um, by clapping or tapping at variety of different speeds. Now, when you're playing these, it's great to do it with a metronome. So you can kind of put some numbers to the page or maybe a marker of how fast you might be playing. Uh, and it's important that you perhaps do that. Um, so for example, during that beat, you might hear a, uh, a metronome going, right? You're making kind of like a beep, beep, beep as, as it plays. Um, and it's kind of great to be able to try and clap along to that speed. Think of it like a speed limit of a car. Go too fast, bad things happen. Go too slow, people get annoyed with you. So rhythmic activities like clapping and counting is great. Even dancing as well. More exposure to rhythmic activities um, that are around you is a great, great exercise and not just related to drums. I mean, dancing is a great way to do it as well, following uh, beats per minute. I've uh, I've been known to, uh, I've also recommend uh, doing things like, for example, spin classes or step aerobics in terms of the exercise realm. Those of those have rhythmic activity elements and those are all going to be great ways to do it. So exposure to rhythmic activities at a variety of speeds is a great idea. And one of the other things that you, uh, many people do for improving their timing is um, they take any exercise. So, for example, like this rhythmic activity, and let's say you get really comfortable at 120 beats per minute of that last exercise. Uh, so we'll take our clapping example. Our Right. We take that rhythmic. We take that. And let's say we're playing that at about 120 beats per minute. Now, today I'm I'm not hooked up to a metronome. But we take that rhythmic exercise at 120 beats per minute. And what we do is we actually change the metronome. We don't change the exercise or the speed of the exercise, but instead we're going to change the a metronome instead. So, for example, if a metronome is playing at 120 beats per minute and this is going to be the count of perhaps that is in um, in eight quarter notes, for example, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Then what we can do is actually we can take that 120 beats per minute. And instead of uh, a beep on every single beat, we can actually change the metronome to make the beep happen on every other note. So it's less beeps in total. So for example, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four versus one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Usually when we have more um, beeps in a metronome, it's easier to follow along with many drummers who play along to metronome prefer lots of lots of beeps um, because it gives them more information and kind of more 
more um, cues to follow along with. But when you take away some of the beeps of a metronome, it's you're using your internal timing a lot more. It's you're challenging your internal timing and your internal clock. And this is a great thing to do to challenge and develop your internal clock. So we would take that in this example, the 120 beats per minute, and we basically cut it in half. We're doing every other note. So really you're only playing 60 beats per minute instead of 120 beats per minute. So that's a kind of an interesting way of doing it. So you can play a metronome beat at, at and playing at 16th notes or eighth notes, and then you can change it to quarter notes and even half notes and even whole notes, which is one beep per bar measure. Now, if we take that 60 beats per minute that we had from the 120 and we want to make it even more challenging, maybe we only do 30 beats per minute, which is very, very slow. One, two, three, four, like it's very, very slow. And it, ch it challenges us to really use our internal timing and it's like, oh, okay, I have to stay on time. I have to be solid because the beep is coming up a little later on. So that's one, of, that's really a great thing to do to improve your timing. So Today, uh, today, I want you to really think about in your practice sessions, are you doing any activities that is challenging your timing and in challenging your rhythmic activities uh, in your brain? It's great to have always something like that in your practice routine. You can do that right at the start in your warmups. You can do that even during your uh, learning part portion of your practices, and then you get to apply it directly when you do it. You're applying to music uh, part of your practicing towards the end of your practice. But rhythmic activities is always a part of my practice routine, and it should be a part of yours. Uh, and doing these exercises and changing the way you perceive the metronome is a great way to improve your timing. So I suggest you really challenge yourself by removing some of the uh, beeps or clicks, as you might say, in the metronome in order to challenge your internal timing. That is one of the best ways in order to improve your timing. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Um, give me a follow at BH Drum Academy uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, and even if you have any questions or you want some more exercises directly to rhythm and uh, please let me know. I even have some great instructional videos uh, that are about rhythm and counting. And I have these involved in my level one drum series programs and my level two drum series programs and soon to be the level three drum series programs, uh, all from beginners, intermediates and advanced. So there's some great exercises that exist uh, that are about that. Uh, but thank you for subscribing and thank you for listening to the BH Drum Pod. But until next time, I'm Ben Hodges. Get playing those drums.